This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it, and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. .fm to get started. Peace. Hello and welcome to Anatomy of Marriage Radio. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. What's up, my friends? My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. Welcome this morning. Today we are talking about healing from financial infidelity, but before Mm. we do that, we want to let you know that we do four things every single day. We do our prayer, we do our gratitude, and we do our intention with each other, Mm -hmm. and then we answer our question of the day. Conversation starters. Our conversation starters from our app. But before we dive in, I want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by Get Your Marriage On, the couple counseling... Oh my gosh, I can never say it. Couples counseling app that's fast, fun, and never boring. Seth and I co-created this app. We are all over this app. We love it. We came up with a conversation conversation starters, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Go to getyourmarriageon.com to learn more about it and to download it. It's a good one. It is it's a, a good fun one. one. All right. We're going to pray. <laughs> yes. What's up, are. T? What's up, Aaron? Uh, thank you, God, for your blessings. Thank you, Creator, for uh, the sun this morning and the life that you have given us. God, I pray that you be with George Floyd's family uh, in the loss and the uh, unbelievable feelings that they are experiencing, God. I pray that you be with them, comfort them in the way that you know how. Uh, thank you for our blessings. I pray that this uh, podcast is helpful, that it is helpful to all those listening and also helpful to us. And thank you, God, for it being such a blessing. Amen. Amen. Okay. Um, yes. I'm thankful. So you're diving into gratitudes. I want to say he's doing his gratitude right now. We encourage you to do these things together. Pray Mm -hmm. with your partner, do your gratitude. Yeah. I, you know, when you, I'm going to pause for a minute. When you asked me to pray, uh, for George Floyd, George Floyd and, uh, stuff this morning, um, it kind of, it made my heart heavy a little bit, you know, cause I'm, I'm in communities all the time where there's like, all kinds of oppression and just disparities and just just terribleness and uh yeah it's a big deal and i don't think people realize it all the time if right. they're not a minority or if they're not in that uh World. those yeah. those communities and um yeah it's a it's a gaping chasm between the two things and it's just ridiculous so yeah uh, that i mean i'm in a totally weird zone of that too yeah yeah so um 
that's that's what it is. But I let's let's move on with the show. I am thankful that uh, you're still painting, you know, and you're still going to be painting for a long time because <laughs> uh, all you have is a paintbrush Paint, and, a, and a roller, and not. Um, uh, uh, you're welcome, T. Uh, it's for real. So what's up, Devin? Hope you're doing good too. Um, what was I saying? Uh, yeah, it's you. We don't have a sprayer. You have a painter and kids that you have to go back and paint over stuff. But we're making it, and we're blessed. So mm-hmm. too blessed to be stressed, as our friend Anthony O'Neill says. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. So my gratitude for you. Uh, and again, we do gratitudes with each other just to make it explicitly known why we love and care about our partner. But I'm very thankful that you understand. Like I, I'm super sad about the. George Floyd stuff and Mm -hmm. it's weird because it's like uh, the way that white people talk about this stuff is so stupid and I can say that because I'm not totally white I look so white but Mm -hmm. I'm not I'm native and the historical trauma in my family Mm -hmm. of origin was so intense but I never understood it until you worked in native communities and still do and my dad of course is like as brown as they come my mother or my grandmother was the most dark, lovely, wonderful woman in the world. Mm -hmm. And I never understood the impact basically until my grandmother was gone Mm -hmm. of historical trauma on her and Mm -hmm. me, Mm -hmm. our relationship to one another. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad that you get it. Mm -hmm. I would hate if if you didn't get it. And even some of our friends don't get it. I know that sounds really weird, but we have dear friends who we love Mm -hmm. who will say, oh yeah, we're going to have a little powwow about that. Mm-hmm. And they'll they'll go, oh, what kind of Indian are you talking about? Dot or feather? Mm-hmm. And you're like, what are you doing? Right. Like, what are you doing? These are real Those people. Those are called actual uh, microaggressions. Yes. And we're getting yeah. like sociological, you know, whatever stuff. But uh, yeah, little things like that, that weigh on people because you're like, wait a minute, you're talking about my family. Right. You're, yeah. You're and like you're about- you're talking about it as if it's funny. But you don't understand, mm-hmm. like, my my grandmother was rejected. To, she couldn't go into stores right. to buy something, my, right? My uncles have gotten beat up before, and I used to get called Mexican because uh, I'm, well, yeah, uh, like, and I was like, wait a minute. And in the South, you're either black or white, or you were Asian, mm-hmm. and literally, you were only those three mm-hmm. there. You weren't native. You weren't native, yeah. And if you were... If you were kind of dark or not not black but a little bit brown, you got you were called Mexican, and just back then it was like, oh, don't call me that. You know, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, my mom was native and all this stuff. And so, yeah, it's weird. And um, uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, I was thinking this morning, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, marriage, marriage and family podcast, like we're fun or whatever. And we've had serious shows. We talked about serious topics, obviously, like infidelity and cheating and uh, abuse and drug and alcohol stuff, but never about like, oh, this show might be a downer, but that's okay. It's not like it has to be uh, a downer, not a downer, but like, oh, they're not, they're not being super fun or or whatnot. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes uh, you don't have to be super fun. You just got to be real and uh, like that. But we, we do have well, I don't know what I'm saying, but yeah, it is a thing. So I'm glad you get it too. I'm glad you understand, mm-hmm. and I'm glad we're uh, in it together in that way. And we can talk about it, and we can teach our kids too. Right. So right. I'm 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 thankful of that. My intention is to continue to talk to our kids mm-hmm. in that good way, and uh, just be that way, and try to bring that message out. So right. that's my intention today. Yeah, I, I like that. And my intention as well is to continue doing relationally the things that I've been working on, mm-hmm. being more loving, showing more appreciation, hugging more, kissing more, talking more, being kinder actively and on purpose. I think it's really 
important. Mm -hmm. Uh, Someone I never would have understood the racial disparities as thoroughly or as closely as I do if I hadn't married into a beautiful Hispanic family. The prejudice Mm -hmm. and racism is real. Gross. That's Mm -hmm. exactly right. Um, It's the thing I keep thinking as, and I do want to talk about this. I do not think this is a side note. I don't Mm -hmm. think we shouldn't because it's a marriage podcast. This Mm -hmm. crap impacts marriages every freaking day. Mm -hmm. Like that, even that example right there. So my, my mother is really, really white. We're like French, German, Irish, Scottish on my mom's side. My dad is Native American, mostly in German. And so my dad looks, I mean, he's super dark. And especially if he gets tan, he is, it's uh, shocking that he's my dad, right? Because he's so much darker. And when we would travel around as kids, like no one would help us if we needed help because my dad looked like a Mexican, Mm -hmm. which what a disgusting sentence to say out loud. My dad looked like a different race. Don't help that guy. And it's, just weird uh, because I lived it, but I don't look like I should have lived it. And the same thing with my grandmother, like I was saying, like she had so much historical trauma of, of her, the beauty of her culture was absolutely destroyed and annihilated and Mm -hmm. like, and vilified and people are savages. And then it turns into a funny word. You're a savage. Mm -hmm. Our kids use that word and it drives me insane. Mm -hmm. Um, And no one can understand that my grandmother lacked the ability to connect with her grandchildren because of historical trauma. Mm-hmm. And it so it's just, it blows my mind that mm. people who have not been around this have no concept of it. But how could you have a concept of it? Mm-hmm. And the thing I wanted to say is going to sound unrelated, but we were really fortunate to go to Morocco uh, for our, our friend's wedding. Mm-hmm. Remember, we went mm-hmm. to Morocco. And I remember. It was one of the most amazing things mm-hmm. to go to a place where you are the absolute 100% kajillion could not be more different minority. Mm -hmm. You're standing there. You're the only white one, right? You're like, wow, this scares me because what if I don't do the right thing? Mm -hmm. What if I say the wrong thing and it's offensive? I don't know this culture. I don't know their traditions. I don't know if what I'm wearing is right. Mm -hmm. So you're immediately scrutinizing yourself and shrinking down Mm -hmm. because you are not the predominant culture. You could do something that people would not enjoy and be offended at. That is what is happening to people of all different races in my, in cities like where there are white cops that are not good people, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. And they're shrinking down, hiding themselves. There's a great, well, great is the wrong word, but Glenn Washington, the host of Spooked Podcast and what's the other show he does? Snap Judgment. Mm-hmm. He is um, African-American and he has a white wife. And he's like, I remember going to meet her for lunch and they would not, they like completely thought he was like some weird wacko coming into the restaurant that they needed to get away. Mm-hmm. And he's like, my wife is at that table, right? So this impacts us on so many levels as a, uh, as humanity, mm-hmm. as parents, as a married couple, and no one is talking about it in a productive and healthy way. Mm-hmm. And I think, I, I just wish that people could experience what it felt like, like the feeling of being in Morocco mm-hmm. and having and and feeling that your your own self-imposed discomfort. You mean you wish that uh, non-minorities could could feel that? Yes, I'm I'm speaking to right. white people. I know that sounds weird, right. but and I think it's important to have these conversations. I think it's important. It's not a side note. I do not want to brush past it. Mm-hmm. I do not think that it's that is part of the problem. Majority. I don't know why I said non-minorities. Right. Majority. Right. And I think that it's important that mm-hmm. we. Be okay with being uncomfortable about this. We're not going to put our discomfort on somewhere, Make the someone else. the unfamiliar familiar. Right. And, and it's, what's interesting is that actually goes to this question, mm-hmm. our question for today, about like 
discomfort and dealing with discomfort and why it's important to do those things, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. So I don't know. I wanted to say my thoughts about yeah. it because I've had a very heavy heart this morning mm-hmm. and uh, had, had lots of thoughts. So. All right. Why don't you dive into the question and read that sucker? All right. So it says, how do I support my husband while he goes through his crisis? He is trying to figure out if he can forgive me and forgive himself for breaking his own standards. My husband is a police officer and firefighter, so he's super skilled at what he calls boxing. When something bad happens, he picks up the proverbial pieces and puts them in a box in his mind and shoves them away. Six years ago, I did all the wrong things. I begged for attention and affection. When he didn't give it, I developed an emotional attachment to an old friend. When he found out, we talked about it, and he asked me to cut all communication. I did. He said he never wanted to speak of it again. A year later, he proposed. Over the last five years, I have repeatedly brought up his lack of affection and attention. It has caused repeated arguments because he felt there was no reason to ever discuss it again. I felt that it hadn't been resolved and that it needed to be addressed. The last major problem was a money issue. I had handled all finances in our home for 10 years. After asking him on several occasions to get involved, he wouldn't. I got lax about paying the bills on time. I let them go a day or two late, and this caused a great amount of late fees, but thankfully did not affect our credit. He said this was his last straw and pulled out the box out of his mind storage and started rummage through all the bad stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. I asked him last night if there was anything I could do to help him through, and of course he replied no. I see him transitioning from hurt due to my betrayal to anger at me and now anger at himself. I'm very much aware of the emotional roller coaster he's on because I'm in a similar ride since he told me that divorce is on the table. It's like I'm in the front car and he's in the back car of a very, very long train. Hmm. So, thank you for the question. Thank you for sending it in. And obviously there's a lot of stuff here, and I don't really think that the financial stuff was the big issue. So let's let's put this in a in a larger context. context, right? So a firefighter and police officer. Okay. You see a lot of stuff, right? You see crashes, you see uh, murders, mm-hmm. you see attacks, you see all kinds of stuff. And you probably see hurt and dead people often. So that is uh, of course you <clears throat> you can experience PTSD from that. Mhm. And you can get a thing where, you know, therapists do this, and it's called... Um, uh, secondary trauma? Secondary trauma. Like, if I hear stories of trauma all day, every day, of historical trauma, mm-hmm. people telling me about their grandmas, and then living it yourself, and mm-hmm. then being super close to it, you get secondary trauma, right? And sometimes you don't notice it, and it comes up, and like, you just, you box it away, you're like... Okay, I'm closing that, I'm putting it over here, right? Mm-hmm. Can but, I say what secondary trauma is? Yeah. I think it's hard to... That definition, just saying it, I think is mm-hmm. kind of not helpful. But so the idea of like, if you witness something really terrifying or terrible, like remember when we worked at Starbucks and mm-hmm. that woman poured her drink all over her kid mm-hmm. and she screamed, mm-hmm. somebody help. I mean, it was, it was traumatic. It mm-hmm. was so terrifying. She poured a venti like latte on accident all over her two year old kid. Mm-hmm. And there's trauma in the experience of experiencing that, even right. though I wasn't a part of it, I witnessed it. And that's what Seth is meaning. Like you hear these terrible things mm-hmm. over and over or see them and you kind of absorb that energy. Right. And you're not experiencing the, you know, you didn't get the coffee poured on you or you didn't, you know, get shot or you're not the one that got hurt mm-hmm. or whatever, but you witness it. You're close to it. Yeah. It's, it's uh, residual mm-hmm. secondary and it builds up. So, I would say just the nature of those professions, there's a lot of stuff. So boxing it has been an effective way for him to be like, I saw something terrible today, box it up, come home, Mm -hmm. you know, do whatever. Mm -hmm. And that stuff absolutely needs to be 
processed. And so uh, as far as the emotional, uh, I don't know, connection with an ex, um, yeah, okay. I think everybody knows that that wasn't right, like when um, mm-hmm. in, in the early the early time, right? And so what I would say about this is like that that Freud saying, you know, uh, everything that isn't resolved comes back up. Mm-hmm. It always comes back up in uglier, bigger ways, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of stuff is coming up here. Maybe he, he's thinking about divorce because there's been a whole laundry list of stuff and where communication has been not happening, right? Not happening. Stuff's been boxed away. You've been saying, okay, well, he's he's just boxing it away. I'm going to go get my emotional needs met somewhere else. Okay, I'll do the bills and stuff. Like, well, he doesn't do it anyway. I've asked him. So I'm, you know, that's mm-hmm. why your bills were late because there's some resentment there, most likely. Um, let's see. Well, um, can I say some of my thoughts yeah, on it? Yeah, go ahead. So one of the things that we titled this episode, um, Financial Infidelity. And one of the things that I thought about that, because it's this healing from financial infidelity. And I was like, you know, is this infidelity? I'm going to look up the word. I'm going to look up the definition. So the definition of infidelity is the action or state of being unfaithful to a spouse or other sexual partner, right? It's a general mm-hmm. meaning of infidelity. So then I'm like, okay, the act of it being unfaithful. Okay, I'm going to look up the word faithful. So faithful means loyal, constant, and steadfast. And when I look through your question and you say... I did all the wrong things, Mm -hmm. right? You were not loyal. You were not steadfast or whatever. There is a lot of clues in here that show me much more than what you're actually saying in the question, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So you say, I begged for attention and affection. When he didn't give it, I developed an emotional attachment to an old friend. Mm. That's called blame. Mm-hmm. I know you're. I know you sent the question in because you're saying I did all the wrong things. Mm-hmm. But that I, I need you to see. You're blaming him for why you reached out outside of your marriage for this emotional attachment to an old friend. You also say over the last five years I have repeatedly brought up his lack of affection and attention. Mm-hmm. I don't even care what the rest of that sentence is mm. because all you're saying is it's his fault. It's his fault. It's his fault. Mm-hmm. Attention, attention, affection. He boxes things away, and if he didn't, everything would be fine. I don't believe that that's true. I I do want to state Seth is a therapist and has secondary trauma and has to have that. What is that called when you're when other therapists have like a sabbatical from doing therapy to heal? Just a sabbatical, right? Like they have. So let me make this clear. I don't know if people know this because you know it. Cause also you're in called that world. vicarious trauma. Sorry, that's the word I was thinking of. Oh, okay. Uh, vicarious. Yeah. So so therapists actually take time off for self care. Because they have to. If they didn't, they would lose their minds and cry all day. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a couple things going on in this. Like your husband, it would be beneficial to maybe work through these things in a different way. But not for your ends. Mm-hmm. Not for your goals. Not because you need more attention and affection. Mm-hmm. Because he needs a way to... To unload of, that stuff, not mm-hmm. to carry it out. And like a really good way to do that is to go to getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy mm-hmm. of marriage. And we talk about this nearly every show because this is a therapy a therapy show, yeah. right? If I can't do the therapy with you guys myself, which obviously I don't have time to do, we're going to seek out other places and resources that you mm-hmm. can get those services. So getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage to get hooked up with a licensed professional counselor like myself, mm-hmm. marriage and family counselor, some kind of social worker or whatever to talk about these things. It's HIPAA compliant, which means 
it's confidential, mm-hmm. right? You can go there, you can have trust, and it's good, and it's 24-7 if you need it yeah. in that way. So getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. Mm-hmm. And Oh, go ahead. I would say for this couple to go there if they're not seeing a counselor mm-hmm. already, and especially for this guy like, yo, dude, just go talk to somebody, okay? Unload all that crap that you've mm-hmm. been stacking on for years and years and years through the the good service that you do. You're a firefighter. You put out fires and you're a police officer. Thank you mm-hmm. for that. Uh, be a good guy, right? And go unload this stuff on somebody who can uh, take it as their job, right? Mm-hmm. Go do that, please. Yeah, but I want to say, wife, who ask her of this question, do not tell him to go to therapy. That's not your job, mm-hmm. right? It's not your place. I know that sounds really weird, but it's not. You're not going. You're not saying go to therapy, husband, so I can get all the attention and affection I want. Right. I don't think that's right. Somebody asked, "Can I use my health insurance through the online counseling?" Yes. yes In you some can. cases, most teletherapy is covered by your insurer. Mm-hmm. So go check it out too. Again, getfaithful.com mm-hmm. forward slash anatomy of marriage. And get faithful or faithful counseling is considerably cheaper. It's mm-hmm. way less expensive. There is not an office that you're going to. So costs are lower, all that jazz. Uh, but the other thing I wanted to say is that in the very beginning, you state in this question, uh, you want to help him through his crisis. Mm-hmm. Gross. <laughs> like this isn't mm-hmm. his crisis. It's y'all's crisis. Mm-hmm. Like you were in in faith unfaithful with your finances. Mm-hmm. It's not his crisis. Mm-hmm. It's your together it's crisis. Both yeah. It's both of your crisis. So and let's I w- reframe. Sorry to interrupt. Let's reframe that to ours. Right? It's not a I me mine. It's a we ours, us us. <laughs> yeah, we ours us. Like Melanie's crazy spending habits isn't just her problem. I don't have crazy spending habits, by the way. But yes, does she? <laughs> no no you don't honestly you don't uh but if you did so oh guess what the good habits that she has around money affects me mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. just like if you had bad habits around it right. it would affect me so your crisis mm-hmm. is it's not your crisis it's our Ours, yeah. thing so uh, you know that that one saying all the boats rides rise with the same tide mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and guess what they all lower when the tide goes out mm-hmm. too so you're in it together right? right you are in it together and something that i think is really important that i want to address that i think maybe you hadn't thought of is you're try- you say i'm trying to get his attention i'm trying to get his affection oops the bills are late guess what you get mm. his attention mm-hmm. i'm going to guess that there is a something you didn't even think of was going on when you said, I'm going to accidentally pay the, pay mm. the bills late, and now mm. look, my husband's talking to me. Right, and it just slipped your mind. And this is one of my absolute favorite things about psychology, about family of origin. One of the reasons I got into psychotherapy in the first place, to look deeply to the underlying meanings of all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I drive myself bonkers because I think everything means something and this means something and that. And it's gotten me in trouble a lot of times. <laughs> but I do feel very strongly that I have some kind of like insight and gift to be like, whoa, wait a minute. And other therapists and psychologists would say this as well. And especially uh, Marissa Peer mm-hmm. would say this like, oh, wait a minute. It's kind of like this. Okay, so say you have a little kid, right? And mom and dad are fighting, mom and dad are fighting. The kid is feeling this anxiety, uh-huh. you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine years old. Oh, guess what? Their anxiety that they're feeling from seeing their mom and dad fighting is my world okay? This is who I get support from. Is this okay? Mm-hmm. Guess what it's going to look like? A stomach ache. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't want to go to school. You're going to go to school, but I have a stomach ache. No, toughen up. 
That's that's their way of saying it. It's mm-hmm. like in play therapy. Like play therapy with kids is absolutely amazing because you're you're getting to separate the manipulatives in non-directive play therapy into like what you're actually feeling. Mm-hmm. And a good play therapist is going to interpret that and figure it out and go, oh, okay, I see what's mm-hmm. going on here. So a manifestation of you not feeling connected, not getting that attention to your husband subconsciously. Now, you're going to say, well, no, I didn't. No, I didn't choose that. But yes, mm-hmm. we do. Because I, I promise you, you wouldn't go, hey, you're not talking to me. Ooh, I know how. I'm going to zap you late, Bill. Mm-hmm. We don't think of it that right. way. It's not as overt as mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. right? It is much more covert. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So uh, in one of my favorite uh theories is uh, it's called transactional analysis by uh, an old guy named dr eric byrne and he talks about positive strokes and negative strokes we Mm -hmm. all want positive strokes hey honey how are you today my attention right so if you 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 just have to be yourself and in a healthy relationship i'm giving you positive strokes Mm -hmm. and i'm receiving positive strokes Mm -hmm. right a negative stroke would be um uh, you wanting that attention Mm -hmm. not knowing how to get it and then so you're doing something out of bounds. You're doing something that makes me go, what are you doing? Right. Well, and that's what because, I did for most of our marriage. Exactly. So any any attention is better than no attention. Right. Negative attention, ugly attention, anger attention is better than zero attention. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes these things present that way. So I want you to take a deeper look. And it feels like Melanie's kind of busting your butt a little bit. But we want to admonish you and admonish. Is that a right word? I don't word? know. I don't even know. Encourage you and say, hey, let's look at it differently. Let's do this. Hang in there with us, and uh, you can come out of it, yeah. if that makes but sense. But you have to be real with what you're doing. And right. I mean that in the most like uh, transparent, loving, whatever kind of way, because I was doing the, the negative... Any attention is better than no attention. And you know how I know how to get to get attention? Oh, I complain about everything. Mm-hmm. And guess what? If I complain, Seth will talk to me. Mm-hmm. If I complain to him about him, he'll talk to me. Mm-hmm. If I can t- complain to him about you know, his car being dirty, he'll talk to me. Mm-hmm. But what if I don't know how to not complain right. and I want him to talk to me? What What then? Mm-hmm. Nothing then. I just complain because it's all I know. We go to what we know. Right. And the one thing that I want to say, there are two things about this idea, and this is just to the husband's side of things. Again, I am. I do not suggest that the wife suggests that the husband goes get therapy. I don't think that's going to fly. If you can go get therapy together, you can go to getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage and get marital therapy together. Mm-hmm. But I would not, I don't think it's going to go over well if you say go get therapy, right? But one of the things that when I read this question, the, com- the compartmentalizing box idea that your husband is doing is almost like being an emotional hoarder. You're not actually going through the things you do and don't need and kind mm-hmm. of getting rid of them. You're just saying, I'll just put it in this giant container. Mm-hmm. I'll go to the shipping container store and get more containers and put them all in that container. Mm-hmm. And the hard part about that is if you've ever hoarded anything in real life, like you didn't go through your clothes and now you have 17, you know, bajillion pairs of pants and you got to think about which ones do I actually want? Mm-hmm. It's so much harder. And you go, well, why did I it's even buy these? It's harder to go back and, <clears throat> and separate everything. Like, yeah. well, I could use that or no, I better know. Oh, I paid $50 for that. Mm-hmm. Or that was on sale. It'd be a shame to get rid of that. Right. And you're trying to think of the reasons. Why did I even keep that in the first place? Or why did right. I ever buy that? Or why mm-hmm. didn't I give it away? Or why did I whatever? And it's uh, you, when you're not processing in real time and kind of 
getting rid of, meaning when I say getting rid of, going to a therapist, having mm-hmm. those self-care days, going and doing meditation and Unloading whatever. That stuff. Yeah, like journaling about it, crying about it, whatever that looks like, you're actually just keeping it. Mm-hmm. And you're keeping it compartmentalized in these boxes, but that's not a long-term, very healthy thing that you can do. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the thoughts that I have. Uh, shoot, I can't remember what the other one was. Well, I think that the kind of summarizing this is, uh, yeah, it, it's not his problem. It's y'all's problem, mm-hmm. right? The, the the late bills and stuff wasn't just your problem because we forgot to pay them. Mm-hmm. It became his problem too because when you get married, you share stuff, right? Yeah. You're, you know, the like the Bible says, you know, it's like two become one and her problem is my problem. If she's down, then it doesn't necessarily, I'm responsible for her feeling down or for her getting back up, but it does affect the mm-hmm. system. Like, you know, in family systems therapy, we're talking about the mobile, right? Mobile, mobile. Whatever, yeah. Hanging uh, over baby's one, bed. One, one piece moves, ripple effect, and mm-hmm. the other stuff moves, right? Mm-hmm. And that's how everything is, right? We are a system, and uh, one affects the other, affects the other, affects the other, mm-hmm. and in super large ways or super small ways. So when you work on those small things, then guess what? A small change is going to have a good uh, and positive ripple effect uh, when it gets to over here, too. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind. Uh, thank you for sending in the question. Yeah, I think, mm-hmm. too, let's talk about next steps. Like, what can she do to help? Because she... Mm-hmm says, you know, how can I support my husband while he goes through his crisis? Which, by the way, not his, yours. Right. But you can talk about communication. You can get the app. Uh, well, uh, hold on. I don't think he wants that. So hear me what I'm saying. Hmm. Like, you're hurting him. Don't... Th- so I'm only saying this from the perspective of our relationship. Right. You hurt me. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I would have wanted you to do on planet Earth be like, hey, I got this app. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Want to talk okay. about it? So, I would have been like, no, go ahead and die. Like, so I would how, not. how did that? How did it work in our situation? Oh, guess what? I took responsibility mm-hmm. and changed. Mm-hmm. I didn't say, hey, come on, <laughs> pushing you all the time. Hey, uh-huh. get the app, go to counseling, do the clearing structure, right. blah blah blah. I didn't say that stuff. I said, hey, okay, I'm taking responsibility for it. I'm gonna support you mm-hmm. by you know setting prayer alarms or whatever. And if you don't pray, that's whatever. That's mm-hmm. fine. But you can say, hey, every single day, I'm gonna check in with my husband and say, hey. You know what? I know that we've lost trust. I know communication hasn't been good. I'm going to do everything that I can mm-hmm. to improve that for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I right? even you wouldn't even state that. Right. So it is literally down to something as simple as your husband needs trustworthy behavior from you. Mm-hmm. Be trustworthy in every flipping thing you do. I don't mm. care if it's putting the toothpaste back in the countertop when you're whatever. I don't care if it's putting your shoes away, paying the bills on time, being kind. I do <laughs> not care what you need to be faithful mm-hmm. for or to or whatever. If you don't do it every single time, you're failing him mm-hmm. and your marriage. Mm-hmm. I do not care. I don't have any sympathy for you in that arena. Mm. You need to be trustworthy. If you say you're going to pay the bills on time on the 15th or the 7th or the whatever, pay them every flip in time. Do not mess it up. Set alarms for yourself. I don't Mm -hmm. care if you miss the pay date. Don't feel sorry for yourself. Mm -hmm. You you messed up. And guess what? Ed Milet talks about we build confidence in ourselves because when we break trust, let's face it, uh, we damage the relationship and it makes us feel like crap. You know, and you can internalize that. You can get depressed. You can be like, oh, you can really get down at yourself on have and have an, a lot of negative self talk. But the way to combat that is to say, shake some truth on it. That one intervention that we talk about, and then do to build confidence in yourself. Do the things you say you're going to do. 
Do the things that you tell yourself you're mm-hmm. going to do. Like going back to the 75 hard. I said, you know what? I'm going to kick it for 75 days straight. Mm-hmm. And I did every single element for 75 days straight. And guess what? On uh, Halfway through, you're like, whoa, mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. I am awesome. Mm-hmm. Not because I'm just doing stuff. It's because you're actually rebuilding and strengthening with every single second. Literally, um, you are... Uh, galvanizing that belief in yourself. Like, oh yeah, I do freaking do what I say mm-hmm. I'm going to do. So take these little steps to build that confidence mm-hmm. up in yourself. I hear you, but what happens when you do mess up again? We all make mistakes. Yes, you do. Okay, we have different <laughs> views on this, apparently. So go ahead. No, go ahead. We do make mistakes, right? Um, But come on, let's be honest. If you make a mistake, you know, you're like, yeah, I... I kind of blew it there or I want to think of it in terms of food. Let's just think of it in terms of food. All right. I'm on the 75 hard. I'm on a diet where there are no cheat days. There's no alcohol. I can't eat sweets. I can't eat bread. Right. I have to work out twice a day and I have to read 10 pages of a self-help book every single day. And if a gallon I, of water. And, a, and drink a gallon day. of water. If mm. I mess up one of those elements. Oh, and take a selfie. If mm. I mess up one of those elements, I start over. So guess what? I don't do mess up any of them. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it matters. Mm-hmm. All of it matters. Mm-hmm. How stupid would it be of me? Because there's no, there's no messing up here. So let mm-hmm. me just clarify. If you have an intention of like, I'm going to vacuum my entire car. Oh, I missed a spot because it was behind and underneath the seat. Of course, you missed that because you couldn't mm-hmm. see it. It was no mm-hmm. big deal, whatever. But if you're like, I'm going to fold all my laundry mm-hmm. and you only fold half of it. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, what? Right. That doy, fold the rest. I don't care how you feel uh-huh. about it. So this just the fact that you said, well, we all mess up. Mm-hmm. Are you giving yourself permission to mess up? Right. Somebody says asking that almost is uh, uh, asking for permission to mess up That's again. exactly right. And so I, like, I, I, I agree with that. And this makes me think of like one of my other oh, Nini, a.k.a. a little oh bunny. Oh, my gosh. It's the cutest little bunny. Little, Keep on talking. Uh, like Yoda says, and I'm not t- trying to downplay this because it's a Yoda quote, but... There absolutely is no try. Mm-hmm. You either do it or you don't do it, mm-hmm. right? Either I went to work for a full time or I did not mm-hmm. go for the full time. Either I pay the bills On when time. exactly <laughs> they're supposed to be paid or I do not. Mm-hmm. There is no try. Oh, I'm t- I'll, okay. Hey, you know, I'll, I'll try to. I'll try to clean the things today. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll try to do it. You will or you won't. And okay, so at the end of the day, literally, there is only one of two things that happened: either it absolutely happened, or it absolutely did not. Mm-hmm. The sun doesn't say. We don't assume that the sun is going to try to come up. <laughs> You, you understand That's what I'm a saying? Good one, yeah. Oh, it's lighter. It's dark. Ooh, I don't know. The sun said he would try. The sun's right. a he, actually. The sun has a penis. <laughs> Whoa! Right? Yeah. Uh, there, the, so there is no try. So I want to be. Um, I want to be sympathetic to mm-hmm. this because okay, someone she says uh, time, opportunities, other priorities like kids. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. But I was thinking of this yesterday. So I'm off. Now, 70- y'all don't get into a fight on this feed. I'll be so mad. No, at you it, it, nobody's, everybody's cool. So all opinions matter. On, on 75 hard, we actually make the time for the things that we make the time for. Mm-hmm. There, it, there, there literally is, oh, well, I ran out of time. So, uh, that yeah, me, go ahead. There, 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 
Okay, so in the 75 hard, when I committed to it, I had time to do everything mm-hmm. because it was a priority, because right? Because you made time because to do everything. Because I made time. I didn't run out of time. I didn't have uh, too much time. I had the exact amount of time. And there's there's this law that work takes the time. Work will always take the time allotted for mm-hmm. it. Yes. So if I have a term paper doing six weeks, guess what? It'll take, I, it'll take six weeks for me to do it, right? But if if, if I have a term paper due in six hours, it, it'll take I'll do six it hours. in six hours. Yep. So time expands for the work allotted, if that if that makes yes. sense. So so I know. So this is a mindset. Mm-hmm. This is absolutely a mindset. Oh, I have kids. I have a job. I have a work. You know, like your dad, who is literally the CEO and boss of 3,000 people. We were talking. I was like, oh, Mike, I don't have time. This is a while back. He's like... Seth, you have the same amount of time I do, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, dang, you, you got me. I says, we're the only ones who get in our way. We can do anything we want. Don't get in your way. Right. Absolutely. And, and basically all we're doing is saying to challenge that idea. Challenge right. the idea that I'm going to mess up. Everyone mm-hmm. messes up. We're just human. No. Like, here's what I'm saying. Prioritize what you're going to mess up on then. So, And I'm saying this from exact experience. You know what I used to spend hours doing? Scrolling through Pinterest. Mm. How about you mess up that priority Mm -hmm. instead of mess up talking to your kids at night, right? Mm -hmm. You have an option. You have time every minute, every hour, every day. You have a choice on what you spend your time doing and what you spend your time not doing, what you spend your time focusing on and what you spend your time ignoring. Okay. Let me say one absolute. You told me to not cut you off. I know. I'm sorry. You cut me off like But I have to say one absolute thing. This is about mindset. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, with Dave Ramsey stuff. I remember with 75 hard stuff. I remember with graduate school thinking, oh, man, that would be nice to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, but there's all this time and this and this. So I absolutely want to be sympathetic. I, I, I am the world's professional at feeling like she does. Yes. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And so until you have the mindset of like, this is the only priority. I will do this and then every I'm not talking about like yeah this comes before kids or whatever mm-hmm. 75 hard comes before kids or whatever mm-hmm. I'm saying once you decide to do something and you commit to it things fall into place with budget with uh, with exercise mm-hmm. with mindset kind of thing so I am uber probably way too sympathetic yeah I know what you're saying yeah kids this is a And that will not be a barrier. That will not be an excuse. That will not be a reason why you don't do things once you decide that you're not going to let that Mm -hmm. get in the way. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Somebody says, take, I will try out of your vocabulary, say, I will. uh, Saying, I I will, writes a personal contract with yourself. Stop breaking your contracts with yourself. Mm -hmm. Exactly right. Right. And and really, I love that comment. And I think it it really boils down to almost a self-determination to do what you know is good and healthy. A perfect example is I'm reading a bunch of Marissa Pierce stuff right now, like watching her YouTube videos and Instagram stuff. Check mm-hmm. her out. M-A-R-I-S-A-P-E-E-R. I am absolutely obsessed with this woman. She's amazing. And mm-hmm. I want to become a hypnotherapist because she is one. But so listening to her stuff, it is this whole idea of changing how you talk to yourself, mm-hmm. right? Her whole idea is you tell yourself lies all the time that are really, really bad. Start telling yourself really good lies mm-hmm. and you'll uh, sort of achieve the lies you tell yourself. And when I say lies, she's like, everyone messes up. Mm-hmm. We don't need to say that to ourselves. How about I am amazing and I'm going to do this, mm-hmm. right? Or I'm really good at dealing with conflict, even though you're not yet. Say, mm-hmm. I'm really good at dealing with conflict. <clears throat> On my intentional bracelet right now, 
here's what it actually says that I wrote it with our kids. It says, I am stupendous at being calm. Do you guys think I'm stupendous at being calm? <laughs> no, but I have to tell myself that I am right. to train myself to become exactly that thing. Yes, it says manifest your reality for real. I'll give manifest you a real life reality. example yesterday. So for some reason, and I had a, we can talk about this tomorrow on the whole like episode of stuff. Uh, somebody says, yes, create positive self-fulfilling prophecies. Yes. Yeah, then you just kind of fall into them. It's like you're digging positive holes mm-hmm. that all you have to do is walk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. And you... You fall into that. Oh, but then guess what? That's somewhere I wanted to fall into right. because it's good. Yeah. And yesterday, the kids were in here while I was outside working, watching TV. And I think they'd been watching TV for a long minute, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, it just kind of, it, it just irritates me. I don't know. I think family of origin stuff. I was like, ah, they're in there they're being lazy. You know, mm-hmm. ah, they're going to be blah, blah, blah. And oh. then, so I reframed that and literally says, you know what? <laughs> I says to myself, I says, I love it when the kids watch TV. Mm-hmm. I love when they watch TV. You know what it means? It means they're safe. Mm-hmm. They're happy. Mm. They're feeling calm. And I'm a dad that works to provide a house mm-hmm. and a TV and the electricity and the couch. The couch is a hand-me-down. But <laughs> if it wasn't, we'd buy one. Right. And so just reframing that. I love it when... Uh, the kids are playing their switches, you mm-hmm. know, because it means they're here, right. they're alive, mm-hmm. they're safe, mm-hmm. they are with us. I can see them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So reframing that. So somebody says this wasn't actually about me, more about how I respond <laughs> to him. Just positioned it as both of us aren't perfect, and it helps me to be more forgiving of him, even though he doesn't ask right. for forgiveness. Yeah. So yeah, it's that thing. It's like I don't want to assume this. Like that question is about you, and right. we're just like drilling down on you. You know. But even in that, so grace is very important, mm-hmm. right? I'm, you or me or anybody listening or hearing is no better than anyone else, right? right? So we cannot and you cannot ever assume they're like, oh, I've done this, you can't do blah. Right. But the, I like the the coaching position of it and like, you know what? I thought that way and I'm yeah. going to pull you and push right. you to come to, to think this way, mm-hmm. right? And that's why I like there is no try. There is do or absolutely do not right. and when there is and and when it does fall into the do not category mm-hmm. it did not happen give yourself grace mm-hmm. don't lie to yourself and make up crappy excuses about it that's another thing that i'm a really professional at mm-hmm. um just say okay yeah that didn't happen and then this whole dialogue of, with yourself is like okay well i'm not stupid i'm not blah blah, blah all yeah. this stuff Next time, I will make it a do mm-hmm. rather than a do not. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. And I think, too, it's important to think of how this, wait, what does it say? Forgiveness is for you. We forgive to break the chains of hurt from within you. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Get out of your head by Jenny <coughs> Allen. Okay. That sounds good. Ooh. Yeah. I think it's important to look at these things, to look at our mindset. And when I say our mindset, I mean, you can only look at your own mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Your spouse might be going through something. They might be struggling in some way because we go to what we know. If we grew up in a home where paying the bills late is the standard of whatever, and everybody always does that, we're going to go do that too because that's what we're comfortable with. We're comfortable with late fees. Mm -hmm. We're comfortable with getting bills and being stressed out. That's what we know. We go to what we know. And I think it's important to have grace and kindness for one another in these Mm -hmm. situations. But I think it's very important to look at the idea of, in the Bible, it talks about love covers a multitude of sins. Now, I never understood that idea but that, when I think of it this way, I don't think what they mean is love covers when your husband looks at porn. Be okay with it, right? That's not what it's saying. It's saying if your spouse messes up, love them. Like, of course, don't 
make boundaries, all of those things. But mm-hmm. love covers a multitude of sins. Love is my phone is broken. I don't think it's going to work. You trying to get on the app and I don't think it's going to mm. happen. Well, good. I'm going to make up a question. Oh, Seth's going to make up a question. Yeah, it shut it. My phone is so broken. You guys support us at patreon.com forward slash anatomy of marriage so I can get a new <laughs> phone to do our show on because I can't even use it. Anyway, anyway, okay. Thank you. That's a good question. Excellent. Great conversation. Thank you for uh, you guys joining in. And, and your um, comments. So this is the ju- from the Just for Fun section okay. uh, from Seth's brain. Of our app. So preface things, please. So Seth is talking about the Get Your Marriage On app that we co-created. He's talking about the conversation starters and the right. Just for Fun section. You can get the app today at GetYourMarriageOn.com. Okay. What is your favorite kind of tree? Tree? Yeah. I love quaking aspens. Mm-hmm. I love poplars. I love weeping willows. Okay. Why? Because they have moving branches that mm-hmm. sway in the wind and make sound. And they're pleasing to look at. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay, thanks. What's yours? Mine is a, uh, uh, I have uh, two. Th- uh, okay, what are they? I have a couple. Uh, Western Red Cedar. Great. Because they're great. Mm-hmm. A pecan tree. Okay. Reminds me of the South. All right. And a, a maple tree. All right. you can climb them. Great. <laughs> this is enthralling. All right. It's better when our phones work and we right. can use the actual questions from the Get Your Marriage On app. You guys, thank you for the conversation today. It uh, was uh, good. Think about what we talked about, uh, racial disparities, what your place of privilege is, and how you can be an ally mm-hmm. and open your mind in that way. So, right. thank and, you very much. And I do want to say to the person who sent in the question about financial infidelity, I want to quote Dr. Dan Siegel, who says, honor our differences and promote our linkages. Mm. Oh, my gosh. I even thought about this this morning Mm. with the George Floyd thing. That was the comment or the thought that came into my head. Sorry, we're not wrapping up exactly yet. Honor our differences. For the love of God, honor our differences. Mm. I do not care what clothes you wear, what color your skin is, what school you went to, where where you grew up, honor it. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it doesn't matter. When I say I don't care, I'm not saying it doesn't matter. I am saying honor it, mm-hmm. right? I got to honor the fact that my grandmother grew up on a reservation. Honor it, okay? Don't dismiss it. Don't laugh about it. Don't say, mm-hmm. oh, I wish you hadn't. Honor it. Honor other people's story, their journey, where they're from, what mm-hmm. they do, what they love, what they hate, whatever, what they eat. Honor all of it. Then promote linkages Mm -hmm. honor differences promote linkages honor the ways that you are different honor them honor them honor Mm -hmm. them then promote meaning do more of the things that connect you right right so rather than focus on the things that do not connect right and it applies to this the ridiculously ridiculous racial racial situation in our world right now honor your differences and then promote where you are the same it also applies to this question about marriage. Mm-hmm. Start honoring how your husband is a firefighter and he needs to do this thing. Honor that. It's a difference that you have. But then beyond, don't focus on it all the time. Don't be like, oh, you boxing's away and oh, I'm so mad and I need attention. Honor that and mm-hmm. then promote the ways that you can connect. That is why we'd made the conversation starters in the app. They promote connection. Mm-hmm. They promote linkages and talking about things and not focusing on what's wrong, what's bad, whatever, right? Put it in the racial spectrum. Like if you're only focusing on how you're different, how you don't connect to each other, how you can't talk about things, how you don't relate, what do you think is going to happen? Right. What we what we focus on expands. Mm-hmm. We will only see our differences as larger and larger and larger and larger and harder to jump across and whatever. But what, in, what if instead we honored them 
and then focus our attention and our energy and our efforts and our minds on our linkages, the mm -hmm. way we overlap, the things we have in common, the music we like, the songs that we like, the people we enjoy to follow, whatever, mm -hmm. right? So it, it applies to everything in life. I don't know. Somebody says, love the app, then says, thank you, and then somebody says, yes, Mel, preach. Yeah, I'm all fired up. She preaching. Okay. Love you guys. Thank you for joining us. Keep it cool. And we will not try to sh have a show tomorrow. <laughs> we, we will. We will. We, we will. will. Thank you for joining us. Right. Have a lovely day. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.